Tune in weekly and listen to the Collateral Damage podcast, where Michael Wilson and Maureen Kavanaugh host a variety of special guests to discuss topics and available services that will help you learn about the impact that substance use has on our lives, our families, and on our communities nationwide. Episodes and listening information can be found at www.cdpodcast.com. You can also search for Collateral Damage Podcast on your favorite listening platforms or watch previous and future episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Collateral Damage. Uh, my name is Mike Wilson, and I'm here with my co-host, Maureen Cavanaugh. And today we have some special guests from The Mighty Drum, uh, Joe and Joni. And thank you for joining us today. I appreciate this. No problem, Mike. Yeah. And uh, so I was wondering if maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, this uh, nonprofit that you founded, The Mighty Drum, Inc. Uh, I know that, uh, Joe, you have a, a history as a musician, right? You're a drummer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay and that you've had some, some personal experiences that kind of led you to this place. And I was hoping maybe one of you could tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll start off. Um, Joni and I lost our son, Brian, to an overdose in 2015. Mm. So, um, you know, I looked, at, I looked at my wife. I said, honey, we, you know, we should do something about this. And, uh, you know, one of the resources I had was I've been in the music business most of my life. You know, my mother was an entertainer and a singer in the 1940s. My father was a teacher at Boston Conservatory. I went to Berkeley. And back in the day, uh, I had the same manager as Aerosmith, a gentleman by the name of Tim Collins, who -hmm. grew up in my hometown. So we used to do Battle of the Bands together and, you know, high school dances. And as he progressed into college stuff, uh, college gigs, we moved with him. Mm -hmm. And then when he uh, started getting a little bit bigger on his own, he took on bands like Orleans and James Montgomery and the Pusat Dot Band, and his big claim to fame was Aerosmith. So back in the 70s, when I was playing music a lot, I was sort of in that music mecca back then when it was Aerosmith and Boston and Jay Giles and a lot of the bigger bands were sort of coming out of Boston, the Cars, mm-hmm. you know? So I got my feet wet and sort of um, got my, uh, you know, I broke my bones, as they say, in, in, in the 70s with all those bands. And then I got married and, and, you know, had a daughter. And, you know, so what happened was I got out of the music business because, you know, unless you're really a high echelon, you don't really make that much money doing local regional stuff. And I, I had a family and a mortgage. And so I got out of the music business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I kept all my contacts and I kept playing all the time because I just love to play. So, um, when we lost Brian, I said to Joni, I said, babe, you know, I'm going to reach out to the music community, the people that I know, and I want to see if we can use music and art to raise money to start a program. And so we weren't too sure what program to do. So mm-hmm. one of the things I had was I had a vision problem most of my life. So I was, uh, you know, I didn't drive. So as I started talking to different organizations, one of the big holes in treatment was getting them there right so i said well i said you know let's start a transportation company i talked to uh, a, a friend of mine that that was the the recent uh manager at aerosmith i told him what i wanted to do and he thought that was a great idea <coughs> you know we decided to start a, a transportation company just to see if we can get kids to detox and get to treatment and um you know see if we can make an impact that way so what year was that joe that was, uh, we started this about a year and a half ago. About okay. a, and Joni, when, when did you lose Brian? 
in October of 2015. Oh, wow. So not long after. Not long. Yeah. That always amazes me when people are going through such terrible, terrible grief and you start something like this for other people. I mean, I don't know. That's really amazing. Well, it was, it was, it was a way for us to heal as Mm -hmm. well, you know, because of what we were going through, we needed to turn that negative into a positive, Mm -hmm. you know, and hopefully inspire other people to do the same thing. And a lot of people, they don't know what to do when something like that happens. So we try to inspire them to say, you know, start something, do something, be proactive. So, you know, that's what we did. We just decided to start this transportation company and, um, you know, and then to, to fund it, right? Because it's hard to get grant money. It's hard to do all that stuff. To fund it, we were going to go to uh, do fundraisers and use music, okay? So we did a fundraiser last year, and we had a fantastic return on our investment. I think we only spent like 3500 bucks, and we made close to 17, 18 grand on that. So that was our start to be able to fund our program. Wow. So, yeah. So what we did was we went to a local shelter that in my hometown, Waltham, and we approached her and said, listen, you don't have to worry about transportation anymore. We got it. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were overwhelmed by, you know, what we were doing. And, um, and then word started to spread. And, you know, we got on, I think it was Fox 25. And the next day we had a call from um, Lowell General Hospital. And it was ironic because Lowell is where our son Brian lived. Oh, wow. So it brought us right back home. And Lowell General Hospital is actually where he passed away. Sure. So we were in the exact same spot as where it all started. Mm-hmm. And now we do a, a program called Circle of Care. And uh, we're bringing kids from all over the place. I mean, we, we take people all over the state. Mm-hmm. As long as they're in Massachusetts, we'll take them there. So now is this, are you partnered up with um, uh, Lowell, Lowell Hospital? Yes, we partnered okay. up with Lowell Hospital, what's called the Circle of Care Unit. Okay. So it's, it's not bridge, just... It's a bridge program, and they are affiliated with a lot of uh, local areas that come into them, and they, they provide a lot of services as well. So, so you're... The hospital. So you're connecting them to this, this program, and then that program is connecting them to services, right? Yep. They, they uh, work huge. with shelter in the area. They also work with the sheriff's department in, in Lowell. So we have oh. rides through them. Okay. Um, yeah, we're starting to branch out. That's like, awesome. Because how, how awful it is it when you, when you try to get somebody into treatment, we're very lucky here. We have a really great mass health, um, you know, availability as far as detox beds, at least mm-hmm. you can get them in, but you can't get them there. I mean, it's just it was so, hard uh, at the time that he was struggling to even get a bed. Right. I mean, it's got, and that's gotten that's better. A lot. Thank God. It's, it's really um, a lot of funding. I think it's helped a lot. Right. So that there is the availability for a spot. I had to get my son sanctioned in court, actually, mm. um, just to get him uh, a, an assured bed. Right. Right. And I see this a lot down in the Cape. If Gosnell doesn't have a bed open then there's nowhere for anybody to go because they don't have the transportation to get off Cape. Yeah, two so hopefully- hours to get to the North Shore. So hopefully you're going to be spreading the good, uh, the good work you're doing around. You know, the goal... We've gone everywhere from Danvers to the Cape to Worcester mm-hmm. and beyond. We've, we've gone awesome. everywhere. Wherever they've got a bed. We did one uh, the other day to uh, Westboro, I think it was. Excellent. Now, do you... Uh, I'm just curious as far as the transportation piece and how it works is now, do you... 
do you have vehicles that you use? Do you contract people? Do you, um, do you collaborate with other people that may be doing something, uh, you know, providing transportation services? How does that work? We have a business, um, a business account with Uber okay. that we've set up with an app that uh, our clients get access to when they sign the contract with us okay. that allows them into our account. So when they do order a ride, um, mm-hmm. it provides a link for them to charge it to Mighty Trump. So okay. It was very well, been very successful. So. Well, that removes, that removes all barriers. Minute, which That's is awesome. so well, important because when they're ready to go, they need to go now. Mm-hmm. And uh, to wait for, say, for example, how long you would wait for a taxi or a friend to get to your house to bring you. Would, it, by the time they get there, they would change their minds, I think. Yeah. So Uber can be there within minutes. And that's they're amazing. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's the piece I was asking because, you know, there's obviously limitations. I've seen, you know, small grassroots efforts for people trying to step in and actually, you know, provide their own physical transportation, a van, a bus, a car you know, contracting with other transportation, and then you've got to worry about their liability and insurance and all this other stuff. And, you know, what you guys have done is kind of taken that out and you removed all the barriers as far as location goes. I mean, if they have access to to Wi-Fi and a phone, they can be located and they can be picked up and they can get to, I'm seeing here that you help people get to uh, medical treatment, rehabilitation, uh, sober homes, shelters, job interviews, legal hearings. I mean, those are the- yeah. Right now, um, because we're we're still raising enough funds, we we um, we're li- we're limiting it right now to detox. Oh, okay. Um, so our goal is to uh, do all of those. We'd love to stretch it to um, the Bill Ricca House of Correction and jails. Mm-hmm. We want to also add to uh, the VA hospital. There's a lot of vets that need help too. Yes. So absolutely. eventually, our goal is to service everyone, mm-hmm. and uh, but because we want to be able to continue we have to uh, right now limit it to the detox and we go through 501c3 organizations so it's them mm-hmm. that order the rides it's not necessarily the um the client themselves so we Individual, service yeah. the organizations there are clients to service their clients so that's how so, so they're more so they're assessing the needs of their clients and then they're coming yeah. to you and so there's not yeah. a direct uh line between you and the individual no. okay good well I you like hit that. it right on the head mike because when we were developing the business model, um, one of the l- limitations that we had was things like you were saying, you know, what if a driver gets sick? Okay, well, that won't work. The liability insurance, the regular insurance, maintenance on the vehicles, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? People don't want to come to work that day. So <clears throat> we eliminated all that middleman mm-hmm. and all that money that we would have been spending for that would be taken away from getting people the treatment. So mm-hmm. we had to maximize our money and the best way to do it was go with a corporation or a company that's already doing that. And we just provide the service. Of course. Makes yeah. sense. And I think that's great. That's because, you know, the other thing is just the location limitations too. I mean, it's like, yeah. all right, well, we have a driver, but they're an hour and a half from you. So, you know, we'll get them on the road in 20 minutes and see in two hours. It's like a lot can happen right. in two hours. I know right. that when I was, you know, I'm in recovery myself and it, those, those days that I decided I, I might call detox, uh, I also called my drug dealer and yeah. it was really whoever called me back first. That's right. You know, and so my day was not defined by whatever decision I made that morning. It was defined minute by minute. And so like if I said, all right, I'll go to detox, you know, if my ride was two hours away, there's a good chance that two hours might change everything. for me. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of funny because, you know, sometimes we we're known as like the pickup people. And mm-hmm. then other times we're kind of like known as the minute men. 
because yeah. we get there in minutes. Yeah. And, you know, it also takes someone to say, yeah, I'll go. And then they're waiting 20, 30 minutes an hour. They say, I'm going to go outside for a smoke. And you never see them. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yep. Well, that's why, I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the decision-making process of somebody struggling at that level uh, in their addiction is just so, it's so volatile. Anything could happen right. <laughs> in 20 minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now uh, you, had a, uh, you had a big event in 2018 to try to raise some money, right? We did. We had, yeah. a, we had a, a big fund, excuse me. <clears throat> we had a large fundraiser and mm -hmm. we had, uh, I reached out to all my buddies in the music world and we had uh, James Montgomery was there and um, David Hull who plays in the Joe Perry project and he plays mm -hmm. with Slash, he was there. And we had Jeff Levine who, I mean, he's out of New York, but he plays with uh, Hall and Oates and Bruce Springsteen and McCartney's wow. band. He was there. And, you know, we just. George McCann. We had George McCann who's played. He's a, a, a fantastic blues guitar player. George plays with, you know, Steven Tyler, B.B. King, mm -hmm. uh, Muddy Waters. So, I mean, I just reached out to all my people and said, listen, I need help mm -hmm. and I want you there. And they all just respond. I have a certain way, Mike, with persuading people. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> to do what I want them to do. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's just, I know I have to be kind of aggressive on them. Sometimes mm -hmm. I guilt them. Like I tell people, I, I'll do anything <laughs> I need to do to yeah. get, you know, these kids to treatment. And I really think that that's the soldier mentality that you have to have to, um, you know, to move a mountain. Mm -hmm. And really that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to move a mountain. And I said this at the beginning before we started Mighty Drum, I said, you know, I have this vision and we're gonna start right here in our own community. And then we're gonna move through Massachusetts, the North, the West, the South. And then we're gonna move out of Massachusetts to Connecticut, to Rhode Island, until we have the whole country working as one drum beating against the stigma of addiction. And that's what- Growing an army. We're building an army, you know? It and takes one. I mean, yeah. we're, we're fighting a war. It takes an army. I mean, it's not like you have a, a, a difficult cause to get behind. Yeah. You, you know, know it's, and it's, and I'm sure it takes, there's a variety of different ways to get people to support it. But, you know, I think everyone listening to this right now could, could agree that, you know, getting people access to services is a noble cause. I mean, any effort that you can make and, you know, you, you've already talked about eliminating all, eliminating all that overhead and stuff like that. And this right. is, you know, if people are going to go on and, and they're going to visit mightydrum.org and they're going to make a donation or show up at an event like the one you had or the one I see you've got something coming up possibly this September. Yeah. Like, you know, there's if they're going to support this, it's not hard to get behind this cause to make sure that people on the day of, you know, their darkest day when they're trying to consider whether or not they want to go to treatment, that they can reach out and somebody like you will make sure they have access right. to get there. You That's know, and, and it's kind of an uplifting way as well. We we um, it's a it's a party. Mm -hmm. It's a fun time. People uh, have a great time when they come. They're going to yeah. see some great music. Uh, the Mighty Drum Band. We have mm -hmm. great. Uh, uh, in addition to Joe on the drums, uh, we have great um, musicians that are also um, professional in their own way um, that perform. We had um, raffles. We had. I mean, just a million little things. Everybody had a great time. It was mm. really it's almost kind of It's almost like a revival, Mike, where, you know, for, for a while we were going to all the organizations and they were, they were like, they were vigils. And mm. it was a very sad, somber time because 
they were showing photos of you know the children that have passed and it's it you know it's 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 sad and unless you're in that movement it's, it's like you don't want to go to it because you don't want to have to feel those feelings so we wanted to change how people look at addiction and all our stuff is, is all around you know making it a great time uh, making it you know providing hope for people showing success stories now Joni and I we go to the vigils and our son Brian has been up with those pictures and I think there's a place for all that mm. but you know our thing is let's turn it around and build energy let's build a positive feel-good thing even though it's a sad thing because unless you have um, you know a lot of inspiration and enthusiasm you won't work that hard so I'm almost like a cheerleader when I go out there and I'm trying to rally the troops mm -hmm. so that's how we sort of sort of flip it around from a very somber time to let's let's get together let's have a party let's rock this thing let's make some money let's do it mm -hmm. and it really is that kind of thing when you hook up with Mighty Drum and what we want to do because hey you know I'm a, I'm a rock and roller you know, mm -hmm. and I'm out there to kick some ass. And that's kind of like how I approach it, you know. And um, so it's, we're a little bit different, but people can feel the energy when they come and they mm -hmm. sense what we're doing. And the first thing they say is, let's do another one. How mm -hmm. do I get involved? How do I get part of that? And um, it's working. So it. as long as it's not broken, we're going to keep doing it. I love so it. What do, you, what do you got coming up next, Joe? Um, well, you know, we had, a, we had an event coming up in um july um but you know for financial reasons and contraction contracts uh we had to postpone it so we're looking at doing something in september we haven't really locked in the venue yet mm -hmm. so that's still in the works but right now what's hot you know on my plate is the video yeah. you know the video that we did that you and your daughter are in we are in it that's for sure we done as well. <laughs> so what so what can you tell us about this video um Okay, so I'll give you the, the, the quick little um, back end of that. You know, Joni and I, uh, we went to a festival last year. It's called Sober Fest, Recovery Fest, and Recovery it was down in Rhode Island. And um, that, was a pretty, that was a pretty big, uh, that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. And mm -hmm. all my buddies were, were playing. You know, all the guys that play with me, you know, Jeff Levine and, and Montgomery and all those guys. So, you know, you know, Jeff called me up in the morning. He says, you coming? And I said, well, I think so. He goes, I got backstage passes for you and Joni. Come on down. You can hang with all the guys. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, we'll be down. So we come down and, uh, you know, it's all the guys, you know, from um, Boston was there and Charlie Farron from Fahrenheit. Just a lot of guys I kind of know and mm -hmm. play with were there. And they had a big name. They had Macklemore there and yep. they had, um, you know, fits in the tantrums they're more like la based groups you know and uh we had a great time it was it was you know we really enjoyed ourselves it was very moving to have a sober fest and have all these people support it mm. you know so about a month later i had this i had this dream that i was back at recovery fest and i just woke up and i went i grabbed i usually have paper next to my bed because you know i'm a musician so i do a lot of writing so i just wrote a song Mm -hmm. I, I just wrote this, these lyrics to this song and I came downstairs and I, I gave it to Joe and I said, honey, what do you think? And she read the lyrics and tears started pouring down her face. And she goes, I love it. It's beautiful. And, and, 
It just came from like a different place, Mike. You know, like you get inspirations. I'm, I'm, a, I be, I'm a spiritual guy, you know, so I believe that God has a, a reason for everything, you mm -hmm. know, so I felt that, you know, he just brought that song to me. And I, I connected with a bunch of my musician friends. I said, listen, I got this great tune. What do you think? So we built the song, okay, put it together, went in the studio. I, I recorded it and I directed all the people to what I wanted them to play and, mm -hmm. and produced it. And then what we wanted to do is I wanted to do a video. And originally it was going to be about Joni and our son, Brian. Mm -hmm. uh, but the problem was, is that, you know, he passed away. So it didn't have a happy ending. It wasn't right. a success story. And mm -hmm. Mighty Drum is all about hope and mm -hmm. inspiration and success. So it was kind of like going against our motto, so to speak, you know, our model. Mm -hmm. So we thought, well, why don't we maybe get some actors? Maybe mm -hmm. we can, you know, have some actors and we'll, well, I'll coach them and show them what I wanted. And, but that kind of rubbed us the wrong way too, because it wasn't authentic. Right. You know what I mean? Now I'm bringing, it's like a Hollywood thing now. And, you know, what we're doing is from the heart. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really, I wasn't feeling the love with that idea. Okay. And then Joni and I were talking and we just said, you know, what about Maureen and Katie? Mm -hmm. Why don't we see if they might want to be interested in doing it? They lived it. It's, it's, it's real. So I. No acting there. No acting there. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I called up Maureen. I told her, you know, what I wanted to do. And we got together and did a little meet and greet, you know, down at Panero and had lunch. And I said, um, I said, here, listen to the song. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> she heard the song and she started crying. And like Maureen will tell you, she never cries, you know? So, so once I saw that she was moved by it, I asked her maybe, you know, if, you know, if Katie might be interested in doing it. And Katie heard it too. And, and they loved it. And that was the beginning. And that's how we started, you know, producing the video. And, you know, we got together and I wrote the script and, got together and we just did it and we banged it out. I love it. I love it. So this is going to be, this is going to be available to the public um, in August. Yeah. It's going to be launched on August 31st. Okay. And um, that's the launch date. It'll be on, you know, all the streaming um, things that you can get. It'll be on YouTube and some of the other um, video media out there. You'll be able to get it on Apple the song on Apple and iTunes and things wow. like that, you know, and, uh, you know, we have some good people behind us that, you know, we've sent that video to and they've been very moved. They've been really moved and they were really inspired. And I sent it to my, my boys in the Aerosmith group and, mm -hmm. you know, they just came back and they were just like, you know, you know, dude, that's, you killed it. Mm -hmm. you, know, you killed it, you know? I love it. So we'll see, you know? I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, you know, hopefully we're going to reach out. You know, when I originally did this song, it was to bring all the organizations in Massachusetts together under an umbrella, almost like it was almost like our anthem, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of the 501c3s, we all have the same goal, but when you're starting to reach for money, you know, people separate, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So we have a disjointedness, that, that unity that we all hope to have sort of crumbles, you know, and it's, it's, it's nature because all the organizations are trying to do what they can for their own organization. So if we have one song, I thought that we could all sort of sing together, at least for that moment, you know, we're creating an energy a vibe that, uh, you know, hopefully will change and change other people's opinions and stuff. So that was the original reason I, I wrote it, you know? 
How was that we for you? We had to fit as many people in as well. I mean, unfortunately, the song isn't 10 minutes long, so we could <laughs> fit everybody in there, but we, we fit as many as we could um, in there. And it's, and it's a great honor to all of them and the memories of all that have passed and to all the victors who continue to do well. And um, we were very, very blessed that they agreed to do the video with us. And Katie did an awesome job. She's gorgeous, so we didn't need an actress. Yeah. And uh, Maureen was 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 great. And I just am so um, respectful of her story. Um, I actually read her book on our honeymoon <laughs> on the beach. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just in awe of of the trail that she went and the things that she did and, and what they went through and uh, much, much respect for her. And yeah. 82, they're doing yeah. She's uh, Today is her two year anniversary. Yeah. Awesome. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. You know, it's, she did, you know, Mike, by having people that lived it, you know, I didn't have to sort of coach Maureen on how to have an expression on her face. <laughs> All she had to do was think about it, and yep. it was there. I didn't have to. <laughs> the mother look. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't have to coach Katie <clears throat> on the ways of the streets because Katie knew it. And you know, I I grew up back in the you know the '60s and the '70s, mm -hmm. so I was into the rock and roll scene. So I'm not no Puritan by any means. You know, I was out there rocking it and doing exactly what these guys did. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a heroin guy. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't do that, but pretty much everything else I, 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 I dabbled in, you know, almost to the point of excess as far as you want to look at rock and roll and stuff. But I never had the addictive gene. Mm -hmm. You know, other people could do something. They couldn't get away. I, if I just said, I'm, gonna, I'm done, I'm just done. It didn't mm -hmm. affect me that way. Yeah. You know, so I think God had a plan for me where he, he allowed me to walk through that world and be able to tell about it later. Mm -hmm. and not really have it affect me. And I really, you know, I've been very successful in my life, Mike. You know, I really, really have. I was a, a figure skater when I was younger. I was a wow. six-time U.S. national champion. I was inducted in the Hall of Fame. I was ranked in the top five in the world. I, I did that. I left that and tried another genre. I was a martial arts instructor. I, uh, I was a consultant for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. I trained the FBI and DEA, done it. Quantico, Virginia, the Special Forces up at Fort Devens. So I was a football star. So, you know, I was kind of like a celebrity, you know, at, at a young age. I mean, when I would, I, you know, I skated at Madison Square Garden, Boston Gardens. And at a young age, I was like a little superstar, really. And I didn't even care about it because I was a kid. You know, when, mm -hmm. I, was, when I was 15, I was skating against grownups in their, in their 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so... I really believe that, you know, my path in life through all that success and just how to make things work and having the tenacity and the diligence to make something happen. Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, my dad was a military guy, you know, and he used to train me to skate eight hours a day practice. And I just used all those skills. And I believe it brought me to where I am today. And I feel that, you know, Muddy Drum is a success because of the tenacity that I, that I bring to the table and the willingness. You know, in the martial arts at our school, we had a slogan. And the slogan was, you have to be willing to do what others are not. It's true. And I'm willing to do what other people won't want to do. I sleep about four hours a night, you know, maybe sometimes more. 
And mm-hmm. there's a reason why. I figure that if I'm sleeping four hours a night and everyone's sleeping eight hours a night, I'm getting four hours on them every day. Right. <laughs> You're going to get ahead. You're going to catch and up. I'm going to start getting ahead, <laughs> you know? And and even, uh, with, even with all of that, Joni is still the boss. Yep. She is the boss. <laughs> yeah. I love the, it. I have an easy job. My job is to stay out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> we just point, send point, him in the room and everyone in the right direction. And, and yeah. we're all, we all get the success we need. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's what awesome. a what a life you've lived to get to this point and to be able to use all those tools to help people that you know are less fortunate, that are struggling, that are suffering from addiction, their families to provide relief. I mean, what an amazing and how journey. unselfish, incredibly yeah. unselfish to to be focusing all your attention on helping other people, even though you can't help your own son anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I've been a, I've been a teacher, a martial arts instructor for many years, and I just feel tremendous reward watching people succeed, building champions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now I'm doing the same thing. You know, if I, can, if I can channel my energy and help just one person, you know, and that's what we talk about the video. I mean, the music world and the video world is very glamorous. You know, when you get rock stars around and things like that, it can easily take your mind away from the main reason why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not about making a great song or about making a great video. It's about making a great song and a great video to raise money and awareness to help kids get to treatment. That is the goal, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really easy to, to, to go off track and start to fill your head with all this, you know, check me out, check me out. But you know what? I've been checked out all my life. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, when, when you've had that success in your life, it doesn't float my boat anymore. I don't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do anything for me. If someone says, hey, yo, look over there, man, there's Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. I'll be like, that's cool. What's he doing for my charity? Right. And I know. Just got to ask him. You just got to ask him the right way. And I always say that. I say, listen, if you want me to meet him, the first thing I'll say is, hey, Mr. Plant, nice to meet you. You know, Would you like to make a donation to Mighty Drum? Right. Yeah. Why not? That's, not? I mean, that's, that's the it. passion. That's the passion and drive that gets other people motivated. Like you're talking about that energy. I mean, it's, it is definitely impactful to see, you know, a, a, a field of photos of individuals that have been lost to this illness. It's, you know, important to watch the documentaries and and understand the pain behind it and the loss, like people like yourselves who've been able to use, you know, turn the pain into a passion. It's important to see that stuff, but well, the you, movement, the, the excitement of getting behind these, these things is, is what you're doing. You know, the, 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 the music, the, the excitement, the, the momentum. Right. I think that's easier to get behind. It's easier for people to, to stand up and be like, yeah, me too. I want in on this and I want to support this. And Absolutely. Yeah. And you make a lot of parents. You mentioned the documentary and our son, Brian, was in a documentary that many people that are in the recovery world have seen and it's called Beyond the Wall. Yep. I don't know if you've seen that, but mm-hmm. our son, Brian, was in that with Louis Diaz, Yep. you know, and that's a very powerful, powerful movie, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what got us started really on this road. Was it really? Um, okay. Because of the work that, that Louis does and Jenny Phillips and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the movie that my son was in, it was very inspiring in itself. And uh, that was one of the things that Joe said too. He says, I, I, I need to get involved with this. I need, you know, they're very inspiring. And w- our first event was actually a screening for Beyond the Wall. And we brought a lot of the organizations um, in with, with their tables. We had the viewing of the movie and then next door in the um, 
in the restaurant, we had also more music and another concert going on inside. So again, it was another multi-faceted uh, type of a, um, a fundraiser that we raised money for the Lowell House, and we also raised money for Right Turn in, in Watertown. Okay. Um, and it was it was a fun thing, and that's what got us started. And uh, we bring we bring Brian with us in everything that we do. There's a piece of him, and people may not recognize it. We know. But mm-hmm. there's a piece of him in everything that we do. Um, and I think that we I know, I know where we can find him in the video. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. That's awesome that exactly. you do that. That's awesome. But yeah. we marked with all the other parents who uh, stand up and want to give back too, because it is a healing thing to do mm-hmm. um, when you honor your child and anyone else that you know, family member or friend, someone who is close and, some of them will do it just just because it's such a terrible thing that's going on right now. And so mm-hmm. many people are getting lost and, and people are getting angry and they want to do something. And it's um, so much easier or, or, or fulfilling to know that you're doing something positive to help instead right. of sitting there being angry, banging your fist on and wondering why. Um, sometimes you just don't know why it happens and we just have to move on and uh, join all together and, and mm-hmm. do the march and uh, until people are, are we just lift them all up and they all have new lives and it's going to be great and it's a new horizon because mm-hmm. we're in a dark room you don't see the light until somebody opens the door that's right that's right well, well you know, said honey well said yeah <laughs> I like <laughs> I actually saw I saw a post this this morning that said uh, life is ironic, you know, and it's the, you have to feel sadness to feel happiness. You have to, you know, experience the rain to enjoy a sunny day. It's just very, and I, there was it was a quote, and I can't give credit to it because I don't know who wrote it, but it was a very nice statement. And it's the same thing, like you know, your 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 pain translates into this passion, you know, and and you bring your your son's legacy with you throughout this, and you. Like you said, not, not everybody else can see it, but you do. And you know he's there and that's why you do what you do. And that's, yeah. to me, you know, being a person in recovery, it's people like you. It's the people out there who were able to turn that pain into a passion or found a way to uh, humanize um, people struggling with addiction and have compassion for us and, and try to provide resources and support. That's where these services are born. You know, that's where these, these grassroots efforts are born. That's where people save lives is on the front lines, the triage, getting them through the front door. And, and mm-hmm. just, you know, as a person in recovery, I just want to say thank you to both of you for all the work that you're doing to help people that struggled like I did make that connection and um, just really important work. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. And, you know, there's a, you know, we always try to support all the other organizations because it really is a team effort. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to get everyone together and, uh, just keep moving, and we're in Massachusetts now. But give me a couple of weeks. I'll be mm-hmm. in I'll be in L.A. and everywhere. <laughs> don't you know? Don't underestimate me. I got a lot of big big ideas for everybody. You know. <laughs> well, you're not sleeping as much as everybody else, so I know you're going to get it done faster. <laughs> <right? laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. So, well, so now, how do how do we get people to support the Mighty Drum? Uh, what are the different ways that they can do that? I mean, obviously, they can go to MightyDrum.org, right? Yep, they can go to mightydrum.org and you know you can you can donate money on mm-hmm. you know through our donation button. Okay. Um, you can you can contact us and tell us that perhaps you like what we're doing mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and maybe you'd like to open up your own kind of chapter of Muddy Drum if you're a musician and you say, guys, I, I dig what's happening, man. I want to put some shows on down the Cape, you know, yep. then they can connect with me. And if I know people down there or they need help and how to promote it or how to get the word out, mm -hmm. we can do that. So there's a lot of musicians and that are looking for work, you know, so if we can get them to use all their, their gifts, I call them gifts, you know, for a right reason, then, you know, it, it's sometimes it's not all about the money, Mike. Right. You know, a lot of bands, it's all about the money. And if they can find out that, you know, sometimes you don't have to be about the money and, you know, a good energy, you can get attractive. You can, people will find out about you by doing something good, not right. about just being like, check out my guitar lick or mm -hmm. my, you know what I mean? But if you really send a good message, you know, you'll get people to come and watch your band for sure. Right. You know, so, and, um, you know, other fundraisers we're going to be putting on. And if people want to, like I said, put on their own fundraisers. Mm -hmm. And basically, as an artist, I want people to be creative. Find out ways. Well, we One of the support things all arts. I mean, my, my son was a huge um, supporter of the tattoo industry. And every that. year around his birthday, yeah, we do a tattoo marathon. So we get uh, shops that will volunteer to, um, we pick a day and... Mm -hmm and uh, the flyers to their shops and they, they do tattoos and donate money from proceeds from that day to our, um, our cause. Also, uh, he was a barber. So, I mean, there was a time when, um, I mean, he would give free barber, um, barber services every mm -hmm. Christmas Eve so that everybody looked good for Christmas and he would That's work sun up to sun up, sun up, then some down. And, um, a lot of the barber shops would, could get together, do a, do, you know, a cutting day or something, um, whatever their, whatever their art is or whatever mm -hmm. their passion is, there's a way to put it together and, and, um, and give for, for the people who need it. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, so the tattoo marathon turned out to be really well for us. We started getting people, you know, from all over the state and, you know, so that's something that we really, really enjoy because, you know, someone might say, geez, I want to get a tattoo. And, but then, hey, wait, wait, get a tattoo this day. And mm. now your money will be going to a good cause. You know, well, so. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of tattoos. And I'll tell yep. all my tattooed listeners to, uh, to, to, to look for the next one coming up. I'm sure my brother would love to come to that because he just goes and gets tattoos all the time. And, and you know, and, uh, we, we merely make it easy because they don't have to go anywhere special. They just, yeah. they just do it at their own shop. Okay. So, so, yeah, they just do it at their own shop. And, you know, sometimes they'll donate all the money that they make that day. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll donate half because they have to pay some of their, you know, some of the guys of that are working. You know, they have overhead. Mm -hmm. And we'll take anything. You know, we're, we're not, you know, picky about it. If you want to send us 100 bucks, great. Mm -hmm. If you want to send us five grand, we love that too. Mm -hmm. You know, so, we, you know, that's how we, that's really how we, we're very grateful for everything that we get. You know, every little bit that we get, we, we try to utilize that as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Joni and I don't get paid. We don't take a dime. You know, we do this all out of Why our I'm here. <laughs> That's huge. Instead of there. Yeah. I mean, I always say, you know, maybe when we hit our million dollar mark mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, in our bank account, I said, maybe we'll take like, you know, five or six hundred bucks out and go to dinner or something in a nice place. <laughs> you know? A big dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, I assume that uh, uh, you guys use social media to kind of promote some of your events so so folks could follow you on Facebook. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we do have a Facebook page, but we're working, you know, this video has really brought us, um, you know, we have a, a, a publicist now that okay. wants to work with us. She heard our story 
and you know she wants to help us and she has a whole team that does you know the instagrams and mm -hmm. the twitter accounts and we have those accounts i just i i, I i'm not a huge We're too old for that stuff <laughs> we need younger people that know how to do it faster and quicker yeah you know so yeah the, but we're the, getting the, there yeah, the Twitter sphere and Instagram, it's a dangerous place if you don't know what you're doing, especially Twitter. Yeah. The, the comments and stuff on Twitter are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> dangerous, dangerous world in there. That's right. But, so, you know, I, I like the idea because this is social, you know, what you're saying. This is social. You're talking about people using their celebrity. You're talking about people using their gifts. Um, you know, you're talking about raising awareness, getting people excited about this stuff. And that's right. where that's where I see people getting excited is, is on social media. So, you know, we're, we're thinking, uh, you know, long-term, we'd like to do something like at, you know, maybe um, the Boston Garden or Fenway Park and, you know, raise enough cash that we can get, you know, like James Taylor or maybe Steven to come and sing and, you know, Steven wow. Tyler. Or, yeah. You know, we, we have, we can reach you them. You guys can use my Anyone backyard if you're going to do that. You can use my backyard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell Steven <laughs> to come on down. Backyard. Yeah, we'll get to, it's not big enough, but I just want him to come oh. by. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it a block party. We'll use yeah, the Exactly. There you go. We'll take the neighborhood over. You know, but, but that's, you know what, 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 that's a difficult thing when I'm talking about. You know, that's know. in the future to be able to arrange this kind of people to, to come together for this kind of cause. But, you know, we'll see. You mm -hmm. know, we'll, we'll see. You know, like I said, you know, there's no harm in trying. I'm going to push it as hard as I can. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to everyone I know and that I know in the music business. And, you know, maybe they'll just catch the vibe and say, you know what, dude, I'm going to be in New York. I'll fly out and do a couple of songs for you. Awesome. You know, it would be awesome. You know, so that's the goal. That's coming the future goal. So thanks so much, Joe, for coming on and Joni. And hopefully we'll be able to, by the time this airs, we'll be able to be showing the, um, the video too. That's right. Mm -hmm. And people can share, share, share. That's I'm right. Gonna go viral. Yes. yes. That's the well, hope. That's the hope. We're going to pump it out on our platform. So as soon as yeah. it comes out, we'll make sure everybody that's listening right now can get access to it by going on to, uh, to our Facebook page and stuff. Uh, and we'll make sure people have the links. And obviously we'll be pushing, uh, you know, when we do post this, uh, we'll push the links for uh, the Mighty Drum as well to make sure everybody, you know, is just one click away from being able to support uh, such a worthy cause. So. And the music, the music project, so everyone knows, is called Fireheart. Fireheart? Okay. Fireheart. That's the label. Yeah. So they should be so they, so they should be looking for that name. They when they see that, it means it's out. Fireheart. Okay. And if they went if they went to muddydrum.org, there would be a link to, to, to get them there. But just so okay. that they know it's it's Fireheart. That's the name okay. of the and what's the name of the song again, Joe? It's called Rise Above the Noise. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I can't Very wait. <laughs> Well, thank you both for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to share a little bit about yourselves and, and what brought you here and your organization. And I hope that our listeners take a minute to, to look at what you have to offer and find a way to be supportive. Well, and, thank uh, you, Mike. And thank you, Maureen. Much love to you guys. Thank Same you. Us. It, was, it was an honor. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. I would like to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode of Collateral Damage. As always, if you'd like to find out all of the different ways that you can listen to and subscribe to our podcast, you can visit our website, which is www.cdpodcast.com. There are many different ways to listen, download, and subscribe, so we encourage you to choose the one that is most appropriate for you. And as always, we would encourage our listeners to get informed and stay connected. Thank you for joining us.